All right, you ready to do this? Yeah. Okay, I got an intro. Okay, sweet. Spoiler alert! This show show explores television content that's been available for consumption for quite some time. If a spoiler or two slips into the conversation, well, you were warned. Here is this week's show show with Sweets and Slaney. I woke up this morning and the first thing I did was check Facebook and I saw like five different Facebook statuses about how the Jays had their big win last yeah. night. One of which was yours, I believe. Yeah. Um, you, did, you didn't watch it? No, I didn't watch it. Does that interest you at all? Did you watch it last year? Uh, I watched it last year because we went to a game and it turned right. out to be like the game that turned it around. Yeah. It was the game where they were getting th- balls thrown at them. Uh, yes, I remember that. And so like everything kind of shaped up after that. So I, I loosely kind of passively kept an eye on it, but I never was like passionate about it. Sure. So I'm still kind of, you know, excited for the Canadian team, but I'm not going to follow it too closely, except I knew that last night was a big game. Right. So when I saw the people were excited, I too was excited. But then I had to ask my dad, what is a walk-off? Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I learned. Honestly, even I, I had that in my status and I was like, I don't think I misused the term walk-off. Like it was the the last hit that like would win the game. Um, but then I was kind of wondering, wait, because there's other people on the bases, does that mean it wasn't a walk-off? It was definitely a walk-off. Though. Well, my understanding is that because there were other people on the bases, that's why it was called a walk-off. That they could have kept playing for a few more minutes, but they, the other team could not have scored enough points to win at that point. So they just walk off the field. No, it's because they, the the way the rotation worked was the um blue jays had the last at bat no matter what yes so the other the other team didn't get a chance to um basically like come back from it right but because so there was no point in finishing the game right they could have kept playing well no matter what like if they just hit a solo home run like without anyone else on base it still would have been a walk-off that would have been the final because it was in extra innings at that point and they were at the bottom of their inning. Oh. So the bottom, like if, if it was the top of the inning, I think the other team has the chance to, uh, uh, <laughs> we're so clearly like Canadian and yeah. watch very little baseball. <laughs> the other team. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's my knowledge of it. Well, and I, I watch a lot of sports. I just, just started watching baseball within the last year. It's a, it's a and, different one. Yeah. And yeah. only watch it like through the playoffs. But there was a thing where like some Blue Jays fan threw a beer at one of the Orioles. Yeah. That was gross. I know. People did not like that at all. Well, because it makes us like, look like dicks. Yeah. And apparently like racial slurs were shouted. And it's like, it's an overall dick move in a sporting event because then you're kind of in the player's head through no yeah. fault of his. Yeah. Like if he's going to like run after run a ball down in the outfield and he's kind of worried about a beer bottle smoking for the rest head, of the day, he's probably gonna, just kind of off, right? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's and, and So people people are like up in arms about it. And they released a picture of him of oh. the person who threw the bottle allegedly and he looks so villainous. Did that like happen? his head is tilted down and his eyes are just kind of like glaring <laughs> at the camera. Was he petting a white cat? <laughs> yeah, honestly, like he looked like he was possibly Dr. Evil. Well, that's interesting. Did they do that after the fact? Um, yeah, I think they released it like today. Because when I talked to my dad about it this morning, he said apparently nobody got this on film. Right. And he pointed out that that's crazy because there's like 50,000 cameras there. Yeah. Somebody had to catch this or, guy do it. Or maybe someone, maybe he's just a patsy. Maybe they were like, well, we got to blame someone or else 
everyone's going to be up in arms about this. Oh, forever. he's just taking the fall. Maybe. Yeah, because people wanted to see him thrown out of the game, but they weren't able to get that on camera. Oh, yeah, people were like, he should be banned from every game. He should go to jail. Like, I don't know about jail, but he yeah. should be banned from the Rogers Center forever. That's fine. I, totally. I'm I think that's like it. you don't become a big time, like a passionate sports fan without knowing that that is super crossing the yeah. line. Yeah, yeah. And then racial slurs on top of that. Like, there's Come on. no time for that. Yeah. I mean, not that there's any time for throwing a... a bottle at a player of any no, race of course <laughs> but yeah but but even last time when there's hatred beyond just competition we all. always just talk until we roughly find some random viaduct into the tv shows of discussion <laughs> speaking and of r- today it's racism <laughs> <laughs> uh luke cage was a big thing on netflix as of last friday it crashed the entire server on a global level for 90 minutes last really? Friday. Yeah. Why was it so big? Because Is there something I'm missing? I know there was a, a Jessica Jones like tie-in. Well, yeah, he's it's a spin-off of Jessica Jones. Right. And I mean on a grander level you could say all of these things are a spin-off of Iron Man 1. Right. Right. I mean But do they live in that same universe? Absolutely. They do. Okay. So you watched you watched um the pilot episode of Luke Cage. Yep. As did I. Mm-hmm. That's all I've seen. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people have already tanked it. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a couple of like really soft references to the fact that this is the Marvel universe. I mean, there's a guy, he's selling like bootleg DVDs of Iron Man right. on the street. Yeah. He said like DVDs of the incident. That's, I guess what the yeah. incident was. The Well, the incident is probably, um, the fallout after, uh, Ultron, Age of Ultron. Right. Yeah. Right. Cause that's kind of what sparked civil war. It's right. probably what he's referring to. Um, Because that's that's like the grand incident that turns everything Mm -hmm. in Marvel's um, canon. I love how there's bootleg DVDs of that. Well, I I mean, even in did you see Civil War? Yeah, in Civil War, like uh, Tony loved Civil War. By the way, oh, that's too bad. I really liked it. Did you? I mean, I I really like the Captain America movies, and I think Winter Soldier is top five superhero movie of all time. Yeah, which was the second Captain America movie, and. Civil War as a graphic novel is one of the best Marvel graphic novels ever. Wow. When did that like come out? Not that long ago. Okay. Like I think it maybe like, like 10 years ago. Sure. Um, but it's it's really what kind of... Because one of, one of the early criticisms of the Marvel Cinematic Universe is Tony Stark is not supposed to be the leader of the Avengers. Right. What is happening... Like Robert Downey Jr. is the most famous. So suddenly we're just supposed to expect that he's the leader of the Avengers. Right. And then over time, Chris Evans has gotten extremely famous. So they can kind of put the two... Yeah, they're kind of centering it more and more around Captain America. Well, as they should. He's the leader of the Avengers. Yeah. But when he was brought into that series, he wasn't super familiar. He, right. I mean, ironically, he'd done another um, superhero movie. But... Um, Tony Stark was really kind of brought more prominently into the fold through Civil War, where they were able to draw a division mm-hmm. between the corporate aspects of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the uh, humane aspects of the responsibility of being uh, a superior being. Right. Which is kind of the difference between Tony Stark and Captain America. So that caused this great rift, which was Civil War. And I think that it was actually, it was less, I mean, when they had that really awesome fist fight towards the end of the movie, like that was, that was pretty impassioned, but overall it was kind of just a little bit too cheeky for Civil War. Yeah. I mean, people expect the Marvel movies to be lighter. Well, yeah. The second Avengers movie was like, like Ultron was a straight up 
like full on comedy. That's so true. Like throughout the entire movie. And James Spader can be menacing. Yeah. So they didn't really have to lean on that. No. I didn't like Age of Ultron. <laughs> no? No. Um where would where yeah, I liked Age of Ultron I think more than Civil War. Oh, oh that's too bad. It's not yeah. I'm sorry you feel that way. <laughs> I, I, I'm not crazy about either of them, honestly. I thought it was a good watch. I was going to say, um, when in Civil War, when Tony Stark goes to Queens to recruit Peter Parker for the first time, yes. and at first Peter Parker's denying being Spider-Man, right? Um, and Tony proves that he knows he's Spider-Man by showing him some footage that's mm -hmm. just like been found or whatever. So through a couple of different... Um, a couple of different conversations in the MCU, they've kind of implied that the Avengers, if nothing else, are kind of a viral sensation. What's the MCU? The Marvel Cinematic Universe. Okay. So this is this is what refers to everything that exists in the same world that was spawned by John Favreau, Robert Downey Jr.'s sure. original Iron Man movie, right. which was done without the expectation that it would become the most An successful universe. film franchise of all time. Right. Um, but. Yes, and, and the second show we're going to talk about, though we should wait before we get to it, is kind of it's kind of different in this way, in that it's a DC show, right? And the DC shows are not in the same universe as the DC movies, right? And the Marvel shows, such as Luke Cage and Jessica Jones and Daredevil and Punisher, which is going to come out. Mm -hmm. Who's and playing Punisher again? uh what's his friggin name he was in um he was in wolf of wall street he played like the the drug dealer who was like tough and italian oh yeah he was in um the walking dead too yes he's yeah. like a big motherfucker right right um and people are excited about him playing the punisher because yeah, there's cool there's been a couple of kind of meager attempts at that character yeah right it was uh the other dude who was in um god what was the show he was played like a male prostitute anyway that guy he he also was in he played the homeless dude that was kind of famous in uh arrested development okay i don't know the one that ah uh, yeah anyways he, he he's pretty funny but i think he tried taking on punisher like way earlier this is the most recent punisher it was like maybe 15 years ago yeah 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 there's been a few of them over time it's like a long-running character and it's one of those characters that the fans feel like has never really been done justice right which is how they felt about daredevil too until this netflix show right and I don't understand why people think, I don't know, like outside of like the really big, I guess, I liked the Iron Man movies, sure. one and two. Sure. I liked the Avengers, one, kind sure. of two. Sure. Civil War was a good watch. So liked, it's a Captain America movie, technically. Uh, yeah, I like Captain America one. Yep. Captain America two was two Winter Soldier, Winter Soldier, which was a fucking was unreal really, movie, really good. Yeah, um, and then like beyond that, you know, the universe is getting pretty huge, and I'm not as impressed as I have once you, was. But have you given Thor a, a decent chance? Yeah, I liked, I liked both of those. movies. I find though. the Thor movies hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not bad. No, no, no. I think they're great. I thought they would be the worst, but I haven't seen Ant Man yet worth it ant-man's worth it yeah and it's on netflix yeah i would definitely check out ant-man yeah and i like paul rudd i mean it's it, that's the thing is I, I told you about a movie recently about where he plays the caretaker of right. a dying kid or whatever yeah. like it's just it's the curse of paul rudd he's right. so impossibly likable sure but yeah. ant-man ant is entertaining like it's got that tongue-in-cheek marvel thing going right. for it okay and this is another great divider between the mcu and the dccu which is that Marvel is able to kind of 
put their tongues in their cheeks. But mm-hmm. when it comes to these Netflix shows that do exist in the same world, they're not comedic luke cage did not not have a lot of laughs in it you're right there's like no laughs no it really had its own vibe i laughed when when he was uh when he was flirting with the the customer at the bar and she said that shirt is too small for you and he said that dress is too small for you right or something to that effect yeah yeah. uh did you like it i i'll tell you what i liked about it sure so you kind of go through the whole episode and you're learning that you're learning a little bit about luke cage but more kind of like atmospherically you're seeing where he's at yes you don't know a whole lot about what happened to him you hear he was locked up he has these kind of like night terrors he says he was framed yeah he says he was framed and uh you know that he has powers but you're not really sure what those powers are you see him lift up a uh a washer early on right and that's kind of the only inkling that you have about what his power is yes so i'm like okay i guess he's like a pretty strong guy and then it's not until the last, like, final scene, like, final 30 seconds of the show, when someone throws a punch at him and completely, in slow motion, like, breaks their wrist and shatters their hand. On his jaw. On his jaw. On his unwavering face. <laughs> yeah. That you realize. And then he, like... Then what happens quick, 30 seconds later? He... Ca- this this was the best moment. When he catches the bullet? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you realize he's completely invincible, He's basically. indestructible. Yeah. Yeah, and I th- I, that's what I understand to be like the 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 premise of Luke Cage. the The word indestructible does not mean without weakness. Right. So like you can't you can't um, kill him. That doesn't mean you can't defeat him. Right. So like that like there's because there's this whole emotional component to Luke Cage where like he has this like very strict code of morals. Yeah. And right, because don't they kind of even reiterate that? Does I I couldn't quite hear what the landlord said at this point. And I was a little bit too lazy to go back and when she see. came looking for her rent yeah, yeah like i think she says like after he basically kills everyone that was trying to shake her down for money does she say don't worry about the rent or something she says um we want to hire you to protect us oh okay and and he says nobody he says i'm not for hire but i've got you right that's what he said and yeah. like he's like you've got my word on that or something yeah. like so you, yeah you do through the whole episode get the impression that he's a really upstanding guy definitely but in that scene you referred to where he picks up the washing machine he's talking mm-hmm. with his dad like there was a real is that his dad i think that's what he said right okay this is his uh, dad uh, i kind of missed it i i i was like I, I was getting a real um ben parker vibe from this guy sure like i mean there's very few similarities between luke cage and peter parker right physique wise physically yeah. they're they're complete opposites but uh, just moralistically they're they're very similar and mm-hmm. that it's it's constantly this battle of i have too much power i need to step back and i have a responsibility with this power enter the the famous ben parker line and then i thought that might not be very good for the fate of this character right um to be compared to to ben parker especially especially if he's refusing to go out there and utilize his powers for good or evil right he might not be motivated until something happens to his dad who was encouraging him to, to go out there and make something of yourself with these gifts you have. Sure. Does that make any sense? Yeah. And it wasn't really until, but, but yeah, that, I guess I was thinking the whole time you were going to say, so I thought he, the dad was going to die. That's what I mean. 
Something might oh, happen. I think he's going to. I, something I think might have was, to happen to him to motivate Luke Cage. I think if it was going to happen, it would have happened already. Maybe. I think he's gonna. I think that guy's gonna stick around a bit. I, I I agree with what you said about how it was nice. There was like a slow burn to the start of the mm. show. Like he's already just kind of living his life averagely, right? Being this person in secret. Like it seems like Marvel is starting to discover that origin stories can be cool but we've seen enough of them yeah so for him to just say i was uh framed then they hooked me up to a machine and now i have these abilities or whatever he said it was something to that effect great they just covered the origin story yeah and i don't really know how powerful he was in jessica jones i didn't watch that Mm -hmm. and i don't know if they covered his origin in that i know he was on like seven episodes of that wow um but they didn't need to give us more no no, you're right. Sometimes it's nice that a guy's just kind of been living with this. And that's what they're going to do with the next Spider-Man movie, which is finally in the MCU. Yeah. They're not going to do an origin story. Which is great. It's great. We've yeah, seen you it. Don't, you don't need to learn it. So they're just going in like, this is happening after... Uh, Civil War. Civil War. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, and maybe they'll have some some kind of expository dialogue about how it happened right and how he got to be this way and how he's been dealing with it in the meantime sure you know what they'll probably do it'll like open up on a tv that's playing news coverage like ever since the incidents in this when this happened with tony stark at the helm and boy did that happen in arrow in the pilot did you notice that yes oh my yeah, god yeah you're right it did which is the other show we have to talk about yep um and incidentally Season five premieres tonight. Of Arrow? Yes, we're putting up this podcast I found in like it, an hour. I yeah. found it so surprising that there was five seasons of Arrow. Yeah, it's like a big thing. <laughs> I, I said that to Jen, too, and she was like, oh, yeah, it's been on for a long time. So they did their cold open where he gets rescued rescued from the island where he's been lost for five years. What a, did you have any idea that this was the way the show kind of worked? He was a billionaire playboy that got shipwrecked and so many of them are troubled playboys. Right. right? And, and ostensibly you learn that he was, he, he must've learned how to shoot his like, you know, bow and arrow okay i had so much i took so much issue a lot of questions with that he like expertly trained himself in martial arts and, and archery just, just learned how to parkour while he in was on five years island. never having like had to fight an enemy and yeah. suddenly he can just take down like leagues of people and to in my defense or in jen's defense i was like how how the hell did he get so ripped he's like such a heavy dude and she was just like he just shot everything that he wanted to kill and I yeah. said, okay, that's a valid point. Like, because he's so jacked, yeah. but he's not like thin. Like he's right. a bulky guy. Do you find? Yeah. Well, I was like, well, he's not, I'm saying he's like completely ripped. Yeah, definitely. But like As in order to, to sustain that muscle and not be like a right. thin, like Lance Armstrong marathon runner looking guy. He ate tons of boar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like he was constantly shooting down like bald eagles out of the sky. <laughs> that's probably just, true. Maybe maybe a guy who's really good at shooting arrows has no shortage of protein on a right. desert island. Why don't they call him Bo? It's a better <laughs> name than Arrow. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's based on a comic book character called Green Arrow, oh, who's part okay. of the Justice League. Really? Yeah. Um, but, I mean, he's he's dark and he's really an anti-hero. As also, is, isn't all. this like a CW show? Yeah. Okay. So, let's... Let's connect the dots a little bit because we talked so many questions. We talked a lot about how 
um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe really ties everything together. And Mm -hmm. the only Marvel-themed stuff that's not connected to the same universe is the stuff that's still owned by Fox, um, which is to say X-Men. Right. And previously, I mean, Sony was running the Spider-Man show, and it was going okay for a while, and then it stopped being okay at all. Right. And that's perhaps the most beloved Marvel superhero there is. So it was a problem, and now it's resolved. Mm-hmm. Um, ironic. Okay, well, we'll see. I mean, they have Spider-Man, so... Oh, I thought you meant... I thought you meant the whole Marvel X-Men No, that's, that's not straightened out yet, and maybe it never will be, because can you imagine a new actor playing Wolverine? <laughs> right. It's going to be very Who strange. they still find a way to stick in every single X-Men related movie yeah even if it's just for three seconds yeah well and i mean because yeah he's the again he's not the leader no but he's the one everyone loves yeah i just watched the most recent x-men movie just today they announced what the new wolverine movie is going to be called it's called logan okay which is exciting yeah um because a lot of speculation was that it's going to lean heavily on the story of old man logan which is like a fan favorite graphic novel about uh wolverine Okay, so you think that's what it's going to be? That's what people are kind of speculating. That's, I think that's all they can do at this point. They can't do any more prequely style stuff no. because he's as ripped as Hugh Jackman is. I'm talking a lot about the physical physiques of yeah. people in these shows, uh, but they clearly were like filming him only running really fast and kind of from afar. He's still in great shape, but he's just not cut roided out like he was when he did the x-men origins movie do you think because like I, i've just always kind of felt that like he just keeps getting more roidy like if yeah. you go back and watch the first x-men he's just like pretty buff but he's <laughs> he's just an older guy now and i don't know if he cares as much well the other thing about to, like stay in such crazy shape it's supposed to take forever for him to age and he's aging like a human because right. jackman is one he's a human so, although they're trying to not make him a human. so i, I dig- digress i'm all mm. over the map here the X-Men property is really the only important one that Marvel has yet to acquire. Right. Um, and they have all of their TV shows existing in the same universe, regardless of tone. Mm-hmm. They all are on the same earth. Um, the DCCU, the detective comic cinematic universe. Um, is that it, what DC stands for? Detective comic? Yeah. Batman <laughs> is the world's greatest detective. That's, oh, wow. That's what he was kind of uh, originally conceived as. Interesting. Um, And this is to say the Henry Cavill, Ben Affleck world is a different world from the CW uh, characters. And I don't know if they're owned by the same studio or if they're allowed to be owned by different people because one is movies and one is TV. But I only just learned today that Arrow exists in the same world as the other CW superhero shows. And Grant Gustin, who now plays The Flash, played Barry Allen for a few episodes in Arrow. That's what I thought. I thought there was a crossover episode there. So that is a spinoff of Arrow. Right. And considering now that The Flash and Supergirl have done crossovers, mm-hmm. that is technically a spinoff of Arrow as well. Right. So all of those guys exist in the same world. And although I don't know if we've seen it yet, I know they've hired a guy to be Superman in Supergirl, mm-hmm. which... Um, Might start a spinoff of... It, it might, but what it also clarifies is Smallville is not part of this universe. Oh, right, because that was also CW show, or WB at the time. Maybe it was, and maybe they would have been able to connect those dots, and, and maybe if Smallville happened five years later, right. it would have been perfect. Yeah. But at this point, I think, what's his name? Tom Welling? 
Tom yeah. Welling's probably 40. He's like, yeah, maybe he's, he's a little older than that even. Like, sure. It just wouldn't quite line up with Supergirl, You're who's right. supposed to be like 21. Yeah, that's interesting. So th- that's that's where stuff connects in there. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they're going to explore some of the other kind of peripheral DC Justice League characters with, with that universe. Like, I know Ben Affleck's series is going to introduce Aquaman. Yeah. Maybe they're going to do that for TV as well with a different actor. Right. Yeah, it's it. It'll be interesting to see the way that they go with that. Do you think that? Do you think that they've done near as good a job, like just even stylistically, or like from comparing Arrow to Luke Cage? Oh, <laughs> I mean, what do you think? Like, clearly, there's one that's way better than the well, other. One is run by say. Disney and Netflix. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and also there's just kind of a a sense lately that Marvel is better. That's not really fair. Which is funny because, like, Disney kind of progressive for them. There's, like, scenes with strippers and they're dropping the N-word in the pilot episode. And I know. But I guess... I mean, I think it is a little bit a little bit controversial or, or there are definitely tabloids that are trying to make it controversial. But it's also, it's not like it's a Disney princess movie. No. It's not like it's coming out in theaters and it's like and Walt, it's, the ma- the wonderful world of Walt Disney presents Luke right. Cage. And it seems like it's more of a, more of an arm's length really because it's Marvel. Yeah. And, and I also, I also think that it, it would have been a disservice to the canon of the Luke Cage character if there wasn't uses of the N word in this series. And if it sure. wasn't about race violence, mm-hmm which was a big part of this episode. It was a very violent episode. Right. I mean, a guy gets presumably beat to death by bare hands. Yeah, but I don't think race fueled any of that. It just happened that it was going on in Harlem. Yeah, yes. Okay. It was more centered around like the drug trade and weapons. Right. And I I think that's kind of Luke Cage's area of, of speciality is that he kind of goes after the mafia. Sure. Okay. Um, so that I mean that's all I know about it. Yeah. Have you have you watched Daredevil or any of the other I started watching Daredevil and you know what? I, I kind of found the same thing from Daredevil to um Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. I, I thought Luke Cage was really cool. I thought just it, it it felt a lot better. The the music throughout was really cool. Even like the opening sequences were really cool it sounded yeah. it just seemed a little bit different it well, seemed like it had its own thing it was cinematic it was yeah it was very big sure and but for daredevil i liked i liked it i didn't follow through with it mm-hmm. i probably watched the first like three or four episodes and kind of prioritized another show i didn't even get that far no no i just found that they do i i think in these shows they do so much villain development yeah. Which I know people find important. I just can't get into it. Like I don't need to learn that much about I would I just wanna watch the hero do stuff the a, whole time. A great show to talk about villain development is Gotham. And right. I don't know if you've watched any Gotham. It's on Netflix. I super recommend Gotham. And like I had to stop watching it because it's so violent. I think we talked about this possibly i think we might have touched on it on one of the shows before yeah i referred to what my brother and my dad call the colin moment which is there's a there's a point in every episode of gotham where they look at each other and go that's the colin moment which means colin can't watch this (laughs) that's really funny but no that's that's not what i was gonna bring up i was gonna bring up the fact that uh they're they kind of live in a different unit like cell phones don't exist in this universe and they drive like old cars and there's just certain things that I don't think, match up so you never know what 
year it's technically supposed to be they're definitely being a little bit unspecific about era with gotham which is uh, one of many reasons why it doesn't really blend into the cw's world either right um i think part of that is just a stylistic thing because the yeah. cars look cooler that makes it more interesting to me though and, like i i thought oh, that yeah, i just couldn't quite figure it out anytime that i'd drop in on like a third episode you, or whatever it was do you know the the film term every frame of painting like, right, sure. Like that is absolutely Gotham to a T. Like yeah. stylistically and just visually, aesthetically, the show is beautiful. It looks so good, and they film it in New York, and uh, just the sets are spectacular. Robin Lord Taylor was on Howard Stern yesterday. He's playing the Penguin, yeah. and I don't know if it was intended to be this way or if they've just kind of started to uh, deviate their plot in this direction because he's so compelling. But this character is so good he's so fascinating and really? the thing about gotham is that it's an origin story right it's yeah it's it's set in a gotham and like you said you're not really sure about the era right. maybe that's because you think of of adult bruce wayne as living in the present that's so why wouldn't young boy bruce wayne be living in a time where detectives wore trench coats right but they also want to be able to pick and choose what technology they have like i think they do have cell phones but they're flip phones right they're just or were they like 80s style, like Zach Morris phones? Maybe brick phones, yeah. Yeah, except for that, that would be funny, and there's nothing funny about Gotham. <laughs> right. But when we're talking about villain development, a criticism I have of Gotham from a storytelling standpoint is that they're rushing it. Like, Bruce Wayne is like... He's still only like 10. 11 or 12 years old yeah. in it. And like, it's it starts with, with the classic... Uh, murder scene of right. of, of Thomas and, and yeah, I mean you see the pearls hit the puddle. It's 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 necessary, but I also kind of think that Gotham did a disservice to itself by not setting it when Bruce Wayne was like sixteen or seventeen, yeah, rather than ten or eleven or twelve, right? Because then you can watch him become the Caped Crusader. Yeah, you know, if the show's on for five or six years, you can have him put on a cowl on the series finale, right? Like that—that's a big thing, and they're never going to be able to get to that with this kid. And do you think it would follow the same Batman Begins kind of timeline where he goes to a prison in like Istanbul or whatever it I is, mean, maybe and then meets Ra's al Ghul and trains with him? Maybe that would be very interesting. Yeah, except. Gotham was never really supposed to be about Bruce Wayne, although no. they've kind of taken it in that direction a little bit more than was originally planned for. I think it was originally supposed to be the story of young cadet Jim Gordon. Right. And, and how it, he became a prominent police figure. And it's still centered around him, right? Yeah, Ben McKenzie's still the star of the show, I think. Yeah. Because, because it was a show that wanted to explore origin stories for all of these villains. Right. And whether or not you think Batman has been handled well in the last couple of years... Or if you prefer the light and fluffy um, attitude of, of Marvel, Batman, I th I think, just irrefutably has the best villains of any superhero. Yeah. And are these villains just, are we supposed to believe that they were just around for like 20 years before? That's my problem. Yeah. Is is that, I mean, you, you can tell me that, that this is when the Penguin was 30 and why he became fucked up. And why he was like a, a crime boss when mm -hmm. he when he was in his sixties, I can buy into that. Or if you're going to show me Catwoman is a teenager and she was like a pickpocket and she was really good, like sure, I, I guess I buy that stuff. But then they just started doing it too much. Like uh, 
Edward Nigma was uh, a forensic specialist for the Gotham PD. Right. And he has already gone insane and he's already yeah. he's already murdered people. Right. Like so it, all of these origins are happening a generation before Batman right. can And simultaneously basically. <laughs> but the other argument to that is that Bruce Wayne elected to become Batman as a man because Gotham's crime was fucked. Right. So maybe although I mean most of it was mafia related, but Maybe they can spin it as this has gone on too long. I've mm-hmm. sat around and I've watched this happen. Right. I have to finally take control of this. The only time I had to put my foot down was when, um, and I called up the studio. I was going to say, like, <laughs> you put your foot down. Um, was when they started uh, teeing up the Joker in like season two. Right. And I was like, okay, this is this is Bruce Wayne's shadow. You, yeah, and so they had this kid who was like seventeen, yeah, and his and his uh, legal he killed his legal guardian who was like famous for wearing a purple zoot suit, and he was always telling jokes and he was creepy as fuck. And the kid was a great actor, actually. Yeah, he's in um, Shameless too. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, he's really. Uh, and and I was really upset. I was like, they're really setting up the Joker now. They really can't wait to mm. set up the Joker because this is really the one you're supposed to build to. Yeah. You know, you're not going to top the Joker. Right. Um, and then they killed the kid. Oh, really? So what? He's, so he's not the so Joker. he's not the Joker. So so was there anyone in the periphery that was kind of watching all this go down? I that don't you know. kind of think? I don't know. Interesting. Or was it like halfway through the season that they got some comments back and they reshot? Maybe, although Did- I find these shows aren't aren't that good at looking at focus data. Yeah. <laughs> they, don't really, they don't really take the opinion I think, of the public. I think Gotham is one of those shows that would be better off as a movie i just want to see that movie wouldn't that be cool villains kind of coming together you're the same guy though who said that origin stories don't really interest you that's true um just also this week i think it was yesterday uh ben affleck announced what he's his batman movie is going to be called yep it's called the batman oh good which is a good title (laughs) yeah honestly i saw it and i was like that's a pretty good title. Like, <laughs> Actually? I'm, yeah, I did. I was You're kinda, really on board with I The Batman. I really am. Okay. Yeah, no, I was like, I'm really amazed that wasn't done before. Okay. Like, so much stuff has been called Batman, and then, like, through the, the Christopher Nolan movies, like, they, I almost tried a little bit too hard. Like the Dark, the Dark Knight. Knight. I mean, the, yeah. Dark, the Dark Knight Returns is perhaps the most famous Batman comic book. Um, and it's also a really excellent adaptation as an animated movie. Um, but... Uh, there's a, a friend of mine has a theory that DC movies are a bit of, are they kind of ashamed to be superhero movies? Right. And by not putting the word Superman in your title or Batman in your title almost seems like you're, you're afraid to be what you are. Mm. And that kind of makes people like go in already thinking that you think you're above them. And right. that's one of the reasons people have a hard time taking these movies seriously is because they take themselves so seriously. Sure. So if it's going to call itself the Batman and it's going to make an effort to be the quintessential Batman, mm-hmm. then I'm for it. The Batman. I also like it because there's, you know, even through Batman Begins and Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises, there's like Scarecrow and all these other people that are saying like, where's the Batman? Yeah. And they call him the Batman. Yeah. In passing. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I, I'm on board with that, I guess. I'd be interested. I still haven't seen Batman v Superman, and I heard the uh, I saw Suicide Squad, and uh, don't really care to talk about that. I I mean lot. I don't know. I'm still inclined to see Suicide Squad just because I saw Batman v Superman, and I didn't hate it as much as 
a lot of people did. Granted, I was a little drunk when I saw it. Okay. And I, so I don't remember everything about it. I do remember it being way too long. Why were you drunk? Were you in the theater? Yeah. My friend and I went for beers before we went to the movie. Oh, nice. And we like enjoyed ourselves. Yeah. Um, it wasn't a masterpiece, but like sure. visually it was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I actually thought Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor was really great. Yeah. I think okay. he's a good actor. Yeah. And I thought that um, uh, Ben Affleck was really good. Mm-hmm. Although, who did they have play Alfred? Who's that old guy? <laughs> Jeremy Irons, maybe. Really? Might be Jeremy Irons. Okay. Uh, the chemistry was off. It didn't. It's something about their chemistry didn't work, and that was a problem because Alfred and Batman have to be like family. Yeah. Right. I could see that. I don't know if I'd be able to take Jeremy Irons that seriously as Alfred. I'm pretty sure it's Jeremy Irons. It might be crazy. Take him seriously. He's not like a. He's a pretty serious actor. I know he's a serious actor, but he just. I don't know. It seems like he has to be a bit older. Tell you the uh, the guy who, um, yeah, it's not Jeremy Irons. No. Okay. No, somebody's yelling into their phone right now. All right. I'll look it up in a second. Okay. The guy that got playing Alfred in Gotham is awesome. Really? Like if he if he was like ten years ago, he probably should have played James Bond. No he, way. He's fucking cool. Nice. He's suave and he's like. And he's, I mean, he's had to be rough a few times. Really? And it's too late for him now, but right. he's in a good show for him. Cool. Yeah, it's really good. He, so he, does he throw down at all? Or yeah, he's throw down Alfred a little. Well, fight. Because the, the show starts with the, the Wayne murders, and right. then there's all this speculation that people are coming after the Wayne family. And so, like, oh, he, wow. he becomes the sole protector of Bruce Wayne, but there's, there's these criminals all over the place. And I think. He he has to um, he has to impede a kidnapping at one point. I don't okay. remember exactly what happened, but I know that there was like some gunfire. So are you? You're not watching that show anymore? No, I'm not following it. I I wish I could. Yeah. Except for the Colin moment. Right. The, and that would stop you from watching the entire show. Yeah. The straw that broke the camel's back was uh, somebody got their eyes clawed out. Ugh. Yeah. Eye yeah, stuff really bad. messes me up. Maybe that was why I didn't care for Daredevil. Man, a scene in The Walking Dead this week. Someone gets killed by pure like you need to stab the zombie in the head yeah. to kill but it was just a full on eyes like thumbs through the eyes no. like it was it was i got cringy i'm so scared for when we have to do a podcast on the walking dead yeah yeah you're going to have to take the lead which we should tee that up for halloween oh that's a great idea yeah okay cuz well, the walking dead starts october 23rd i think with without spoiling it yeah. um i i will i would do want to ask how is Negan? is he Turning, oh, he's turning out to be as good as you hope. Freaking amazing! Because you yeah. were so excited about but, him. Yeah, the uh, the show he doesn't he's not in it until the final episode of last season, the previous season. Yeah, and then it doesn't start again until October twenty third. Right. So there, it ended with this beating of one of the cast members uh, and killing. Like okay. Someone, someone better have died if if they ever didn't die. It would be pretty weak. Right. Okay. It's not back yet. No. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I heard that too. But he had this this unreal monologue that was just so chilling. Speaking of stuff that I've already declared that I just can't watch for the sake of its brutality. <laughs> sure. I bought the first Game of Thrones book yesterday. Okay. Um, Because I'm just tired of not being in on it. Sure. And I watched that episode. I mean, it was the first episode of this podcast. But we talked about this. There's there's characters in the books that don't exist in the show. Look, I know that it's not going to be. I know it's not going to be exactly the same. But 
but the books are also like lauded. Right. Like the books are definitely yeah, yeah. good oh. by a fantasy totally. fan standard. So like I just I want I want to have some kind of connection to it. Yep. And maybe I'll decide that it's not really for me, or maybe I'll get consumed. I don't right. know. Or when maybe you, I'll read the book and I'll love it so much that I'll just have to suffer through the brutality of the show. When you read stuff, does it make you go like, oh? I or, haven't started it yet. I just okay. bought it yesterday. Gotcha. But yeah, no, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna try and maybe I'll still watch the show because we've been doing this podcast for 18 episodes now. Mm-hmm. We've watched a lot of pilots, yeah. and Game of Thrones is still one of my favorite pilots. Nice, it was it was so yeah, good. It's great. Oh, ah, uh, speaking of that, you know what show just came out right. and it's supposed to be really good? Uh, Westworld. Oh, I heard about this. Yeah, what I, is it? It's so I can't. I'm gonna butcher it trying to do it any justice, sure. but I kind of want to watch it when I get home. Um, it's an HBO show. It's got Anthony Hopkins in it. I'm pretty sure I heard George Clooney's voice in the trailer, but I'm not positive. Um, The whole show is kind of based off this 1970s movie where there's a bit of like a theme park where you could go into Westworld where there was like robots and stuff. I think there's more of like a virtual virtual reality component to the show. Okay. Um, But that's what I know. Oh, I, I don't know anything and there's from some, what you just said. There's some. <laughs> I actually would. I, I meant to get the synopsis on my phone and bring this up at one point to right. read it off. But I think I'm really going to like it. Maybe this is just it. a rich time for television because I mean, new stuff always happens the 1st of October. Yeah. But it just seems to me like we can do new shows on this podcast more often than we do. You're right. I'm I'm totally well, and I was even thinking driving here, like fuck, I really wanted to watch Westworld, and we could have talked so much about it. Well, to watch it now. You've got time to watch. An episode or two. We'll yeah. talk about it next week. True. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. No, because I'll come uh, back with my findings. Yeah, I'm. I'm curious to hear about it. I think I'm really gonna like it. And um, if I don't, I'll be upset. Interesting thing happened, mm-hmm. uh, which could be useful for this podcast. Rolling Stone just released a list of the hundred best TV shows of all time. Oh, really? It's a good list. I bet it's better than the Hollywood Reporter's list. It is better. Is there a lot of crossover? Have we covered any shows that aren't on? The Rolling Stone list. I'm sure Arrow probably isn't on the list. I don't Rolling think Stone Arrow is on home. there. I don't regret having talked about it. No, I mean, no, that's We fine. still have a few more things we can say about it in a second. But um, yeah, it's a little different. Their top 10 is just better. You could probably predict their top 10. Oh, can I guess at it? Let me let me pull it up. Okay. Great. Okay. That was a little bit of dead air. That's just going to have to sit with that listener. That's all right. I can uh, fill any gaps if you just give me like a salute or something so I know. So gaps. the original premise of this podcast was that we would take the top 100 best TV shows per the Hollywood Reporter's declaration. Because that was just kind of the first list that we found. It's the list that we found. And I mean, it's pretty hard to argue with a lot that's on it. Sure. Although, I mean, Alias and right. Arrow. You're right. So There were some surprising ones on there. The, the And everybody loves Raymond. Yeah, but but part of that is iconicism, right? Like sure. that's part of that is just like what it was for the time. But it, do you think that's on the Rolling Stone list? I haven't I haven't looked through all the way, but there's some stuff on this list that's going to make you go, "Oh, the Hollywood Reporter never would have thought to put that on the list." Sure. Like Jeopardy. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And so like yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. the greatest game show of all 100%. time. 100%. So, but it was there are no game shows on on the other one. So yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I I would be inclined to to kind of more far away over to the Rolling Stone list. Okay. Um, but whatever. You know, we've, the other shows are still important shows. Right. It, na- name some shows. I got the top 10 okay. in front of me right now. Okay. So Sopranos. Number one. 
Oh, Breaking Bad. Number three. Um, Friends. Number sixteen. Whoa, that's no, pretty number high. Number twenty-six. Twenty-six. Okay. Um, Cheers. Cheers is in here somewhere. Cheers is twenty. Okay, so top ten. Okay, you named you named Friends. What what show would be in the top ten if Friends wasn't? Um, we have talked about it on this podcast. It's the it's the brother to Friends for the era and the genre. Uh, and it's arguably a smarter show. It's definitely a smarter show. We're not talking. Like how I met your mother. No, no, no. It's the, it's the it's the number five best TV show of all time. What? If Friends is not in the top ten, what what would be? And it's kind of related to Friends. And no, some... I mean, I mean, like it's it, thematically, it's the same. Okay, and it's not Cheers. Come on, which there's six people on Cheers. It's like the exact same show. It's well, Cheers is twenty. I just told you that. Ah, um, Friends and uh... we've done it on the podcast. We've done it on the podcast. Yes. And it's a comedy. Of course. Was it on NBC? Yes. I'm gonna, uh, give me, throw something else at, at me. Like, give, give me a, a, a New York. <sighs> yeah, that doesn't really help. <laughs> uh, I don't know. What is it? It's Seinfeld. Oh, okay. Of yeah, course. I guess. I don't really think of, so, sure. Okay, I know what you mean. If you would have said, like, Seinfeld. If I had said Seinfeld, you then would have got it. You would have sure. guessed it for sure. I don't know. I just I don't place Seinfeld and Friends kind of in the same um, field, I guess. Well, I mean, because I, the humor I, was so different. Like although they're both comedies, the humor sure. is so different. But but when I say that they're brothers, I mean that everybody loves one of those shows. Yeah, you right. might love both, totally. but everybody loves one of those shows. Yeah, and they're both '90s uh, shows about New York friends yep. struggling through relationships. Sure. And being idiots. Right. You know, um, so, and it's smarter than Friends. Okay, so we got Seinfeld, Sopranos, and Breaking Bad are in the top three. You, you've, including Seinfeld, you've now named three of the top five. Okay, uh, other two top five. Okay. Another another one is going to make you go, oh, of course. And then uh, and then the remaining one, number four, is going to make you go, huh, I guess. Um, is The Simpsons in there? The Simpsons is number six. Okay, I'm happy with, with that. Yep. Um... The other one that I'm going to say, oh, of course, about is a drama or comedy. It's a drama, and a lot of people say this is the best show ever made. It's number two. Hmm, the Wire. Yep. Oh, okay. So number four, yeah, is is a show. It was it was very popular with with its small fan base. It was very uh, aesthetically beautiful, mm-hmm. very um, tortured acting. Oh. But also probably overstayed its welcome and was a little annoying. Wow, interesting, and it was a drama. Yeah, was it HBO? Uh, I don't think so. No, I would. Think... I would say like AMC. Oh, okay. Uh, I but don't take my word for that either. Show t- you're not gonna say like Dexter. Nope. I don't know. Mad Men. It's, oh sure, yeah. It's number four. That is AMC too. Um, and there's one more show that we've done on the podcast that's in the top ten. Mm, what other shows have we done super we recently Kirby enthusiasm nope uh game of thrones we did game Was of thrones it? number 12 game of thrones number 12 okay um uh show we did super recently i'm just trying to think of the shows that we did recently 
Last week. Last week? Yeah. Can you remember what we did last week? What did week? we do last week again? <laughs> we did... Okay, so after... Saturday Night Live. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. But like, and just to name a few more off that are just... I'm kind of scrolling past. The Daily Show. Sure. David Letterman. Mm-hmm. Um, the Curb Your Enthusiasm is in there. Uh, the Office UK version. Right. Which isn't on the Hollywood Reporter list, which is kind of ridiculous. Um, uh, the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, which we did do a, a late night theme that kind of covers a lot of those things. Monty, Fl- Monty Python's Flying Circus. Some of these are shows they never would have thought to put in the Hollywood Reporter right. list. Um, so so we can kind of do a meld of the two, I think. Yeah. And also throw in our shows that we think stand a chance of being on the list in 10 years. Mm-hmm. You know, Stranger Things will probably be on that list. It might be too early to say that, but right. it seems like a possibility. Totally. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Millie Bobby Brown, her dad is in the press today because he apparently is trying to uh, usurp her managers. Uh, and- this sounds exactly like someone who's, name is millie bobby brown <laughs> somebody who would name their daughter millie bobby yeah brown, totally yeah oh god so it might be an, an early foreshadow of the michael lohan in her future right i was just gonna say i hope she's not a uh lindsey what's going on with lindsey lohan lindsey lohan almost lost a finger the other day okay it was also so? mean girls day the other day okay as in on october 3rd he asked me what day it is it's october 3rd right um that's probably it you know, she's good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I guess. You want to get back to these shows? Sure, yeah. We probably Let's covered see. most of the Luke Cage thing. What did you think of seeing Remy Danton in his set, second Netflix show? I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. He was he was great. He's he's scary, man. He's a scary dude. He is scary. He's a scary when guy. When he just started punching that dude in the face. I wasn't sure how villainy he was going to be. Like, he was... And then it turned out, okay, yeah. No, he's definitely the villain. So how about how about Arrow? Did you like it? Um, I'll tell you what I liked about like it. it. What'd you say? <laughs> I'll tell you what I liked about it. What'd you like about it? Uh, no, this is what you said last time. Oh, uh, what did I like about it? I like that Arrow. it was action-packed and it was it knew what it was. It was self-realized. Yeah. But it wasn't It wasn't brilliant. I thought it was pretty fun. Like, some things were just kind of ridiculous to me. First of all, uh, this guy's like a playboy kind of tabloid yep. guy. Um, they Anytime they tried to, like, uncover something, they did it super quickly. Like, and what happened to your girlfriend? Uh, and then it just like shows very quickly in like five <laughs> seconds. They're making out on this yacht while a storm's going on outside. Then the yacht flips and she within like three seconds gets, torn gets out. sucked out the window. <laughs> yeah. And that's the end of her. So oh, you're like, okay, question answered. Yeah. Um, and what else was and there? And how convenient that? that the tech, the detective who's been assigned to the, the crime in the area is also the father of his of the girl who died yeah. like and he's already yeah. suspicious of arrow sure yeah it's so ridiculous yeah there was that there was just more points where i, I said this is ridiculous in arrow than i did with you rest. know why did he have that he had that bow the whole time like he was always a good bow and arrow hunter i didn't even think about that where did the bow come from yeah that's a good point he just had it in this like treasure chest under his <laughs> bed oh unless you find out that his dad was a great archer and right he was also but his a dad superhero. was kind of a bad guy that part was a little bit like darker his than his dad I thought it was shot himself get. in the head yeah that was dumb yeah yeah i thought it was i give them points for straying away from what i thought they were gonna do there i thought his dad would like die a valiant death or something but he was kind of a shithead too i think yeah i guess i don't know and, and then there were like the really forced pop cultural references to make 
superheroes seem like they could be in the real world. Like when they say, oh, that chick looks like she's from, from, Twilight. from, from Twilight. What's Twilight? Totally, You're lucky you don't know. Totally better off to not know, man. Or uh, lost. They were dead the whole time. Yeah. Which they weren't. And I was like, You're, uh, it just the thing about it being a CW show is it also has to be a romance. Yeah, and it has to be kind of lowest common denominator. You're right. No, that's a, that's a mean term. It has to be pulpy. Sure. You know, it, it can't there be... has to be shots of him with his shirt off working out. You bet. Wow. Well, that's right. He, ha- he has to be balls. 90% covered in scar tissue, but still sexy as shit. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know what did him a disservice that I really don't know if I can blame anybody, but it was just... Ha- it gave me a bad taste in my mouth from the get-go. What was that? I, I started watching the show, mm-hmm. and for the first five minutes, I was like, how did I not know that Chris O'Donnell was the lead character in this show? Yeah, and then I realized he wasn't Chris, was O'Donnell. Chris O'Donnell, and so I was all I could think of was like Batman Forever. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, this doesn't work at all. Yep, and it was some other guy, and it was some other guy. And for some reason, when he got stranded on this island, it changed his hair color because he was <laughs> he, he was totally blonde. I've heard that happen before, happens. and then now he's just like, oh, that part of me is dead, and I'm right. now a dark-haired guy. <laughs> well, why was that th- a thing? And also, why did he? Was it intentional that he looked like Robin Hood? Is Arrow supposed to be yeah. a spinoff of Robin Hood? Not, not, not when, so directly, but Green Arrow was often illustrated in a sort of Robin Hood way. And that right. he was like an archer bandit sure, who wore yeah. green. Yeah. I mean, so there's only so much. He, he wore a hood yeah. instead of a little fine pointed elf's hat. But was yeah, wasn't it funny though, when they found him on the island, he actually had like kind of tattered Robin Hood style clothing. I'm sure that was not accidental. No, but just so also like so on the nose that you're like, fuck off. Right. But I don't think there's any, I don't think there's any other like thematic parallels to Robin Hood. Like I don't, I don't think he necessarily does what he does because the, but didn't he also, the haves are are also evil, and the have-nots are also pure. Right, like, but didn't he, didn't he also steal from the rich and give to the poor in the episode? What did he do? Didn't he like drain people's bank bank accounts, and where did the the money go? Ah, maybe I missed that. At the very end, like he he drained that Adam Hunt's dude dude's bank account. Well, he did go to that guy and say, "Give me forty million dollars, or I'm gonna take it, and you won't like how." Right. So maybe that's what you mean. Yeah, and then at the end, the the sister of the girl that he was banging. Uh, well, who is his girlfriend, actually? She was his ex-girlfriend, right? Right. Yeah, so that was his ex-girlfriend. He was cheating. a reporter. Of course she is. I think she's a reporter. Yeah. And she was on the phone being like, what's that? You got an anonymous donation of $50,000? Right. What's that? How did this happen? And then like one of the other reporters was like, did one of your people also get $50,000? Right. Yeah, no. DC Comics was really creative to have come up with a damsel in distress for their superhero show where the, the girl was a reporter. Right. Nobody else had come up with that and certainly not themselves already right. with their most iconic character. And, and the one thing, which wasn't that original, which I still was kind of like, well, well, at least they did that, was she was dating the best friend. Yeah, at, least, like, okay, at least they had the edge to make him kind of a scumbag. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Although DC was always pretty good at that. They have like, I mean, frankly, though Marvel is perhaps more entertaining, and some of the characters are really nuanced, mm-hmm. um, the DC characters, though perhaps less entertaining in these current incarnations, and that won't always be the case, but The best, they are more interesting, compelling, uh, layered characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. They're the more best, complex. And one parallel that I saw was the best friend in um, Arrow was exactly like the best friend in Daredevil. 
Oh yeah. It's kind of like I'm like a smart kind of smarmy <laughs> loser shithead, but also yeah. I guess he the dude in, in Daredevil is a bit more of a nerd. But the dude in uh in Arrow, Arrow was kind of more of a like rich playboy. Are there are there other superhero TV shows that we would be remiss not to reference in this podcast? You know what? I was trying to think what what superhero TV shows did I watch or like? I mean, since up? Smallville, there's kind of been a lot of them, and and some of it's more been inspired by the the craze of the MCU. Yeah. Um. So that kind of covers two generations a little bit. But before that, the only real superhero TV shows, at least as far as I understand, were like Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah. I don't know what it is about me. I want it to be done quicker. I want yeah. like I want it to be movie style. I don't want to watch eight episodes of a hero defeating different villains or like getting to the end goal. Or would you prefer like a more serialized TV show where like he fights a villain in that episode and then that story's put away and they do a new one next week? Oh, interesting. So it's like every week is a movie. Well, I mean That's like kind of Adam funny. West's Batman, like that that show We've talked about it a little bit before and how it was it was such a spoof of superheroes right. in a time when superheroes, like, they didn't really have anything to spoof because they were kind of the original, such that I didn't even realize until much later that it was a comedy. But 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 hey, here's here's a funny thing because I was watching Pardon the Interruption, which is, uh, have you ever seen that? It's like sports, it's one of ESPN's like best sports shows okay. and highest rated. And right. it has a little menu going down the side the whole time. Um, that lets you know what the next topic is going to be, and they only have like one minute to talk right. about each thing. Right. Um, it's really good. The the guys are both. They have so much conviction in their arguments, and the way they act is hilarious. And even if you don't like sports, you would like watching the show just for that. Okay. Um, and they're like best friends in real life, I think. Anyways, the one of the one of the guys was for some reason talking about superhero shows. I don't know how it came up, but he said like, you you can't. You got to give props to the original Batman. That was the original, like, like superhero TV show. <laughs> and I'm like, was it? Because it was kind of like a comedy that yeah. I don't know if we're supposed to believe was I, actually a superhero show. I don't think that it's like the, the, the model you should follow. I don't think so either. I think like even like the Hulk made more of an attempt or like, yes, you know, yeah. any other superhero well, and like live action Superman and Wonder Woman movies of the 70s, like those were like a similar look because, I mean, there just wasn't CGI right. back then, but like they took themselves seriously. Yeah. Batman was not trying to take itself seriously. It was mocking a thing that didn't even really exist yet, which makes it genius. Right. Um, but a cool thing that they did, which has never really been done again, and I would love to see it come back. Uh, and it really works in the model you mentioned where like there's like a serialized component where they resolve a story in one mm -hmm. week where like they were on i think it was wednesdays and thursdays they there were always two part episodes the batman show they would have a setup episode where they have a villain you find out that it's going to be the penguin this week or right. whatever it would end on a cliffhanger mm -hmm. and tune in next time same bat channel same right. bat time tomorrow right. and which is also a hilarious tagline. It is. And 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 Thursday night they would resolve it. So this is like one of the only shows ever that rather than doing one hour a week, did two half hours a week over two nights. Right. That's so cool. Over two nights. Yeah, it, that it is wouldn't, great. It wouldn't it's like really, watch Wednesday and Thursday. It wouldn't really work anymore because people just binge stuff. And yeah. They just watch it when they get the chance. Mm -hmm. But when in the 60s, when 
it, it, the lights got low and everybody crowded around the TV set. Yep. It, it was it was a thing like, oh, I've been waiting 24 hours to see how Batman and Robin are going to get out of this mess. Yeah. Like, that was probably pretty cool. It probably was. And you know what? I kind of mentioned in passing the Hulk. What was that show like? I don't know. With Lou Ferrigno? Yeah. I don't know. I got to wonder what that show looked like. And maybe we should try watching it. You know what's cool about um, Lou Ferrigno? Like, when Mark Ruffalo becomes the Hulk, mm-hmm. when the Hulk speaks, it's Lou Ferrigno's voice. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Like, it's not Mark Ruffalo anymore. Cool he just plays Bruce. To... He just plays Bruce Banner. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. I know. I think that's pretty cool. I remember the Hulk really um, confounding me as a kid and me being, like, so interested in it because one of my babysitters had a... I don't know if it was a Marvel game or if it was a Incredible Hulk game. And I was like, okay, there, there's this guy in, like, purple pants walking around and then he... <laughs> Something happens, something like sets him off and he becomes this huge green guy. And I was like, whoa, what just happened? And they were like, that's the Hulk. Yeah. And then like he went back to normal and they're like, okay, now he's Bruce Banner. And I was like, whoa, they're the same guy. Like this is way (laughs) too much for me to get, but it sounds incredible. I remember feeling that way about the Eric Bana Hulk movie. Yeah. Like the Hulk before it was the Incredible Hulk. Right. Again. Um, And that's like one of those movies that just people just prefer to forget. Yeah. But, our, but then I, Edward Norton tried doing it too. Well, he did, and I think that one is considered part of the MCU, even though it's not Mark Ruffalo. Right. Like I think you're just supposed to understand that that story is a change of it, character. Yes. Well, and they've done that as little as possible, but they did it with Terrence Howard. Remember when? Yeah. The, the, they, did they ever do that with him? The Don Cheadle character used to be played by Terrence and Howard. I, I he was remember, a psycho, by the way. I remember watching. Uh, I thought so too. I remember watching a like BET interview with Terrence Howard saying like, "Yeah," and you know, like. Next movie, you're going to see both of us flying around in, like, Iron Man suits and Uh. stuff. And I just had to assume, like, either he was crazy and Robert Downey Jr. was kind of like, I don't want him in this anymore. (laughs) Or the producers were just like, nope, he's, like, more trouble than he's worth. Let's put uh, a blue chip awesome actor in there. Yeah. Like Don Cheadle. And we're Ter- not going to have any issues. Terrence Howard is a nut job. I remember doing a radio break one time. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be able to explain this accurately, but I couldn't explain it well then either because it made no fucking sense. <laughs> okay. It, essentially, <laughs> he developed this this new kind of math. He, he, he reinvented math. <laughs> what? <laughs> and it's called teriology. No. <laughs> this is a real thing. This is way crazier than I thought it went. Well, this is why I can't I can't talk about it seriously, but like essentially... His argument was two times one can't be two. Two times one has to be three because two t- because with <laughs> because to have two of something means you have to have more than two. <laughs> I don't what? see like, <laughs> this was your break. Yes. And you were like, anyway, fuck but it. I was, it. I was reading his direct quote. Like I, I can't do that right now, but like <laughs> when I was talking about it on the air, it made no sense. Like it made no more sense then than it does now. Right. It was fucked. It was ridiculous. <laughs> but you couldn't even say this is fucked. No, I couldn't. But I could say this. Is, this guy's a lunatic. Actually, yeah. I'm not even supposed to say that anymore. Negative word. Right. Yeah. Uh, you're not technically supposed to say negative words. Uh, no. I describing mean, someone. I, I think you can. But like me and the boss had a discussion one day about how I I called something horrible or something. I used like a a. a a pejorative sure. and and he just talked about how it can be so much more rich to use 
words that send the same message but show your reservation right like and you remember i i I remember the the topic it was about how celebrities give their kids weird names Mm -hmm. and i i think i said so many celebrities give their kids awful names sure and he said wouldn't it be richer to say that so many kids give like, the, so many celebrities give their kids strange names, names or yeah. strange names, interesting sure. or yeah unusual right and he's right yeah. like that is true because it sends the same message but right. it shows that i was able to and um, and if there are people on one side that think that apple is a an awesome name they still don't villainize you for saying it was an awful name. Yeah, you're supposed to draw as few lines in the sand as you can. Right. It's interesting to me that Apple is always used as the like the chief example. It was it's the first really weird one. No, it wasn't. Moon unit. Like there's <laughs> Yeah, but for but, some reason it is exhibit A in the discussion about strange celebrity but, baby names. And it's not a good name. But Moon Unit was what? Like Frank Zappa's daughter? Yeah. Who's already extremely strange. Like people knew and like Frank Zappa, not... She wasn't at, strange when she was an infant and well, given that name. No, no, but Frank Frank Zappa, not a household name. No. And the, those that knew him knew uh, he was a super, like, weird performer guy. Which, sure. at the time, Gwyneth Paltrow and Chris Martin, not as... They didn't seem as strange. They were kind of, you know, they're a celebrity couple, but... You weren't expecting them to name their kid Apple. I would never want to be named Apple. I would never name a kid Apple, but I don't think Apple is that offensive. No, like it's, 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 I don't think it is either. It's just a stranger name. It's interesting. Yeah. You know, but like now, now celebrities, it's just, it's kind of run of the mill. It's kind of routine that they, that they pick something that you can kind of see as a name, but you can't understand why you would pick it first. Like they'll name a kid like Daisy or something. Mm -hmm and or like north like again sure. north is not that bad and no. it's actually kind of hilarious yeah <laughs> the, the fact that that person's name is a direction yeah northwest and their other kid is named saint like yeah. that's worse than north west but it almost sounds kind of similar like saint west it sounds like yeah. it almost still sounds like a direction no saint west sounds like a fictional town in which a superhero show would be set. St. West? I think yeah. St. West also kind of sounds like a, a clothing company. Yeah, that's so true. Like, they du- make like Due North, St. West. St. West is like kind of like schlocky Ed Hardy type stuff. Okay. That's what I was, I'm picturing. For some reason, I was kind of picturing like like women's trench coat, a tr- women's <laughs> trench coat company with like high leather boots. Is she wearing St. West? That's Yeah, it's from St. West. She looks so good. Mm, St. West makes a lot of good stuff. Wow. Look for the catalog. Have we covered it all? It's, this is like another. This is another area that's too rich to do in an hour. Yeah, you're right. Superhero, oh, the superhero. Stuff. Yeah, sure. I think we focused enough on the the two that we were doing. Well, I mean, we only picked Arrow because it's on the Hollywood Reporters list. Yeah, which is interesting if we're going to abandon it. And Luke Cage is like really relevant right now. Yeah, it's like a really hot show. Right, which I didn't even really know, but like this shows how insane shows are getting and i know people say it all the time but there's really not enough time to watch every time i watch one of these good pilots that i'm not already really binging I, although i did stick with atlanta yes yeah. i'm like i'm all in oh atlanta. good no I, I it's so bad every time i say i'm gonna keep watching the show i just don't right. and i i really mean it when i say it i'm gonna watch more atlanta i just don't know when yeah 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 exactly and i want to watch the rest of the night of too i'm i i thought it was cool okay but yeah, I just, that was fucked. Again, don't know. Winter's a good time for it, too. That's true. You're, you're not doing anything else. Well, just yesterday, uh, Netflix released the teaser trailer for Lemony Snicket's A Series of Unfortunate Events on right. Netflix, starring Patrick Warburton as Lemony Snicket. And I'm soaked. I'm psyched. Psyched. What you, who's Patrick Warburton? He's um, Cuddy and uh, Joe Swanson. You, you, Crunk from from uh, Emperor's New Groove. Oh, yeah, Cuddy. 
Yeah, no, it's. I think it's so no, it's, great. Isn't it Putty? Putty, yeah. Sorry, yeah, Putty it, from Seinfeld. Putty. It, it, it's a little bit controversial among hardcore Lemony Snicket fans because, and I honestly think that it's it's the influence of the film. Like right. the writer of the books is American, yeah. but everyone's like, why isn't he British? Because Jude Law was British, right? Um, I was a little bit troubled that they showed his face in the trailer. But because, Ju- so Jude Law was in the original movie. He played Lemony Snicket in the original movie. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was. I thought Jim Carrey was Lemony Snicket. He played Count Olaf, who is the oh, villain, and that's who See, Neil Patrick Harris. Plays. Lemony Snicket is just is is just a pen name. Right. Like the guy who wrote these books is his name is uh, Daniel Handler. His name is nowhere to be found on these books. No. Um, he's written books as Daniel Handler, but. The books are ostensibly written as if they are true mm-hmm. by a guy named Lemony Snicket who exists in their world right. and is loosely connected to the the tragedy of the, the Baudelaire family. Um, and so that's why it has to be a, a pen name. And so the thing is is narrated by this guy who's constantly on the run, mm-hmm. um, and that's why he's always in hiding. And the books never show an author's photo. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, and and Jude Law was just a silhouette in the movie. Oh, wow. And so it was really amusing to me that they cast Patrick Warburton, because this is a guy who's so famous for his voice. Like, right. it's his voice is his, that's his his best asset. And, and he's also in the, the, like, Enterprise car rental commercials. Oh, he's famous. That's, like, what he's known for. Yeah, absolutely. Um it, it, it seemed perfect to me that they were going to cast a guy who's famous for his voice because, of course, they weren't going to show his face. But they did show his – like, he hosts the trailer. Oh, like, he okay. breaks the fourth wall and he says, I'm Lemony Snicket. Oh, okay. And we're ready to do this show. Right. Um, so, I don't know. Maybe Does he say we're ready to do this show? Yeah, pretty much. Wow. He, he says that we're – I'm in a TV studio and this is is owned by Netflix and it's where we're oh, going to be chronicling the yeah, it's kind of an interesting take on on trailers yeah. but that aside i'm i'm very psyched for this show You're and i think that it's it. going to it's going to handle this series really well cool yeah did you ever watch dr horrible's sing along blog yeah of course it? yeah i love that yeah i don't know why they didn't expand on that at all i th- i it's like a I 20 mean, minute thing i yeah I, I guess it's they've got a lot of mileage out of that 20 minute thing joss yeah. Whedon. True. And it's kind of the thing that's given him credibility as something of a creative genius of our time. Yeah, true. You know what? I got to send you this thing that my, that Brent, one of our, Brent McKinnon, one of our uh, listeners oh, hey. slash good friend, uh, uh, sent me, which was about the screen titles. In, uh, and because you said Joss Whedon, it kind of jogged my memory. Uh, it's basically just about uh, clever way people use um, screen opening credits okay and sometimes closing credits yeah anyways it's by this guy on youtube called the nerd writer and okay. it's four to seven minutes long but you you'd really like it There's does it refer of... to 22 jump street it does refer to 22 jump street yeah i think uh, i saw a thumbnail for this recently yeah and there's yeah. it basically says like you know how how joss whedon does a great job this is how he cues it up of how joss whedon does a great job of teeing up the avengers mm-hmm. it's like oh my God, there's this huge issue. What are we going to do? And then it just shows on the screen, the Avengers. Like uh, that's kind of the answer to the question, but it's more oh. of a kind of a subliminal thing. Like you don't think like, oh yeah, there's the answer the Avengers. It's just, that's the first scene and there's the opening credits. One of the reasons I could never be a director is because I need I need more credit than directors get for the brilliant ideas they have. Yeah. Honestly. Well, and you know what a lot of people say too for, for these movies is editing is the huge thing. Like yes. people say that, directors get way more credit than the editors who like the editors in a lot of cases should fucking get the most credit. Yes. 
you know? I agree. Because they, they need to decide what counts, what doesn't, which shots they're going to use of the fucking hours. Of- they're ostensibly telling the story yeah, more than definitely. anybody else is. That's so true. Joss Whedon is, he's kind of the center of a, a bit of a, a bit of a fear slash anticipation among uh, Joss Whedon fans that he would do a Marvel musical. Definitely, yeah. I, there are people who, and I'm kind of part of this camp as well. People who know in their in their right brain that's a terrible idea, yeah. but also in their left brain are willing to risk it just to see what on earth that would look like. But I think they did the the Buffy musical episode too, didn't they? Well, and that and, and that worked. It well. it, 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 that worked, except that sh- that was a show that was campy on purpose. Whereas there's right. camp in the Avengers, but at the end of the day, it has to look as much like real life as possible. Yeah. And I honestly don't know how campy Buffy the Vampire Slayer was supposed to be. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah? Yeah. Did, yeah. Have you seen that musical episode? Oh, no, I haven't seen it. But I, I felt like someone was under a spell, and that's why it became a musical episode. I, I think like, that I think, I think was... that's what it is. I, I saw it a long time ago, and I saw a staged version of it, too. Oh, cool. Um, I'm pretty sure it was unlicensed. But, the yeah, they wake up, and suddenly people can only tell the truth in song. I think okay. that's I think that's how it. I think that's what the curse is. They can only be truthful if they if they sing it, right? And so it helps them. It's such to... an e- it's such an easy workaround when you're in a, a world of kind of like you know I would find it harder to do in the Avengers. It's also it's a really genius plot device because you can accelerate so much story with that. You yeah. can just like, okay, if suddenly all of these characters have a reason to get a bunch of shit off their chest, right. we can jump a season ahead. Yeah. We can save so much time right. with some songs. Yeah. And so anyway, he wrote those songs and he wrote the, the Dr. Horrible songs. So people would be interested in hearing what, what Joss Whedon's opening number starring Robert Downey Jr. would sound like. For some reason, I always picture Joss Whedon as Spike from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Because <laughs> I just don't really know what he looks like. Oh, he just looks like so. a chubby guy with a beard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, that's, that's, that would be my second go-to. Of course. But first, platinum blonde British Spike. <laughs> I don't know what he's the doing these days. I don't know what he's got on the, Joss on the dock. Whedon or yeah. Spike? Either one. Yeah, I, don't, I really don't know what Spike's doing. But, <laughs> but we could probably Google Joss Whedon and find out quick. Do we cover it? Do we cover the show? I think we did. Okay, yeah, like, first let me find out who uh, who played Alfred in Batman v Superman. Okay. Because that, I would, it, this is the kind of podcast where I'm going to come away going, oh, we forgot to talk <gasps> about this. Why didn't we say that? But I would I would be more remiss than ever before if, if I hadn't uh, Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice starring such people as Ben Affleck, Henry Cavill, Amy Adams, Jesse Eisenberg, Diane Lane, Lawrence Fishburne, and Jeremy Irons. It is Jeremy Irons. Well, that was a waste of time. <laughs> well, you nailed it. Well, people were satisfied and they weren't yelling into their phones. That's saying, right. If, if ever there was a way to end the podcast, right? it was Jeremy Irons. It was Jeremy Irons all along. <laughs> and not Will Smith. Not Will Smith. Jeremy Irons did a good reading of um, uh, The Alchemist, which is kind of a cool book. Really? Hello, yeah. Coelho. I've, I've never read any of his stuff. Uh, he, he, you know what? It's funny. I thought for some reason that because it's kind of a fable, I yeah. thought Paulo Coelho was like an old like Spanish writer. From, you thought it was like a 500-year-old story? Yeah, and it turns out it was like 15 to 20 years old yeah. or something. Well, it's, I think it's older. I think it's like 40 or 50 years old. I don't even think it's that old, man. All right. Well, this is what we have to All look right, at. This when, is what we're going to When was on. The Alchemist written? I think I have the book Adultery around here somewhere. That's Paolo Coelho, wasn't it? Uh, maybe. Pa- I, I don't even know like his whole catalog or anything. I just... Paolo Coelho? 
Apollo Coelho. What a good name. It yeah. does kind of sound like he's like a Greek philosopher who also wrote a famous fable, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. He... Honestly, if, if the name was like Dave Smith. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I'd be... He is 69 years old, so it can't be that old. The Alchemist was published in 1988. 88. So, so it is 30, 28 years old. Yeah. You were closer to right than I was. It's basically a year older than me. And it was narrated by Jeremy Irons. Mm-hmm. Or... Of, of Die Hard 3 fame, in my mind. <laughs> that was his big thing. Right. And also of Dawn of Justice fame. Yeah. All right. This podcast has died. <laughs> we, we reached that point. We can't. Honestly. We're, we're really rippling here. Honestly, I think my sugar's kind of low. <laughs> this is a great show. I had fun with this. Yeah, it was It was good. Honestly, I came here super tired. I didn't think we were going to get as much of it. I didn't think I was going to be able to deliver, and I made a point to just like try to listen to you and respond to things mindfully, and I think I did. You did a fabulous job. I did as good of a job. I really hope that I didn't say anything that was like really sacrilegious to people who know comic book lore better than I do, of which there are many people, but I probably said something. (laughs) Fuck those guys. (laughs) Yeah, like like if they care that much, that's good. If they listen to another episode, great. No, but I I listen to to Screen Junkies movie fights every week. Nice. they, They do it primarily as a YouTube show it's like a debate show where they talk about like movie stuff Mm -hmm. um i listen to it as a podcast and that they don't really produce it so it's very conducive to being a podcast because it's very visual and anyway so i just listen to it and i often have to turn it off um (laughs) because you get frustrated with all the fighting i get frustrated with the fighting they just scream at each other but it's also like if you if you follow along on twitter it's so many trolls fact checking their arguments Uh, and it's obnoxious right and so this is this is one it's of the, the great worst. virtues of us not having any more listeners than just Brent I, yeah. and Becky. Brent, Becky, and sometimes Alex. I think sometimes Alex, my friend in in Denmark. Sometimes my friend Jamie, and maybe Anna at work. Hey, that's, that's a good. Hey, idea. Anna, if you listen to this one, come see me in my office right now and just. The say, password hey, is. We saw it. The password is uh, banana peel. If you say banana peel to Slaney, we'll know. Yeah. Otherwise, we'll assume eh, you probably just weren't that interested. Which is more likely than than any other outcome. Hey, don't trust Will Smith and never go outside.